Michelle Nagome is the founder and president of the African American Marketing Association and Line 25 Consulting. She is a two-time author of Network, Navigate, and Nurture, The Equation to Strategic Networking and Success Undefined, Reject Your Fears and Frame Your Success. She hosts the Networking with Michelle show, where she interviews experts on life and business strategies. Michelle's contributions have been featured in numerous publications, including Entrepreneur Inc., Chicago Tribune, and Yahoo Finance. So I know you all will enjoy this episode of Why I Started a Podcast with Michelle. So let's go ahead and hop into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Just Speaks Digital Podcast. Today I have Michelle Gomez. That's it. Got it. All right. And we are talking all about why she started a podcast. So thank you so much for coming on, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me why you started a podcast. I started the Networking with Michelle show in 2015. And the year prior, I actually launched my book, Network, Navigate, and Nurture, and I started promoting my book. And people were like, hey, you have good information. You should start a podcast. And I was like, no, I'm good interviewing, being a guest on other shows. And then it's, you know, the switch came on and I knew that podcasting was the most cost-effective, cost-efficient way for me to expand my brand. So tell me what impact do you hope that your podcast has in the world? Well, I believe my purpose is to provoke thought, right? So I don't say much, but I believe I have good conversation. And with that, on the podcast, it was really about, you know, discussing the hard topics, you know, whether these are topics um, regarded for the African-American community. Uh, I was struggling with entrepreneurship. I was trying to figure out what success is, what it looks like, because this is not what they told me in high school. <laughs> you know, I'm talking to, you know, intimate conversations with my friends, but I'm like, we need to get this on the forefront. And I believe that's the impact I have on my podcast. And I think especially when you're in your 30s, I think that's an interesting time where, one, you're probably married and have kids, or maybe you're single, you're in the middle of your career at this point, um, and then your parents are getting old, right? And then of course, health. So it's like, you're getting pulled, stretched thin in all of these elements. And I'm like, I'm not the only one thinking and feeling like this, am I, am I? And that's when I was started reaching out to guests and I'm like, okay, okay, so you went through this too? How did you get through it? And just those little nuggets here and there helped me and of course getting feedback from the audience as well. Yeah, and I think when we embark on this journey of talking to folks for money, right? Or even not money, because sometimes you don't have sponsorships and all that good stuff. Um, it's a whole new venture to your point <laughs> of trying to figure out what this thing is and then how to do it and all that good stuff. And I also see Lewis Howes behind you. How has he impacted you um, with his podcast? Interesting. I think the School of Greatness was one of the first podcasts that I came across. Once again, I started listening in 2014 and I just stumbled across it. So of course the title in the orange strip is very catchy and eye appealing and it's like, I'm trying to be great. So, <laughs> And then of course, John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire. So those were pretty much the first two podcasts I came across and really because of the title 
And, you know, you start listening. I'm like, man, these white men are getting it. You know, what do I need to learn from them (laughs) and apply it to myself personally, professionally? And of course, share that message to the world. And Lewis House, I mean, I think early personal branding, entrepreneurship, if you don't know where to start, I think he's definitely a go-to person. I listened to the podcast, went through one of his masterminds. I was a part of his book launch team for this book when it came out. I want to say 2015 or 16, it came out. And he's continued to rise to success throughout the years. I still listen to his show. Um, But I think he had he had the substance that I needed early on at the stage. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. And I'm just, I'm stoked that you were able to get on like the book launch and all that good stuff. So, you know, I went down to Austin, had a chance to meet him hear and speak. So it was a great experience those first two to three years. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So tell us what you're up to now before I move on to my next question. What are you doing now with the podcast? What changes are you making or if there are any changes? So after four years, I actually stopped my show at the end of September, September 25th. I put out the 200th episode on my birthday. Oh, wow. And I just needed that free time. And while I had that free time, I had ideas for another podcast, but we'll get to that later. But I created a challenge. I'm reading a hundred books in a hundred days. So I was like, why not start podcasting about that? So now I'm doing episodes on the books that I'm reading. Because um, at the end of the day, it's all about content, creating and producing content. And so that's where I'm at right now. Um, I think I'm on book 28 today. And <laughs> book 28. And so um, on the weekends is when I record and then I'll just release a bunch of episodes. So I'm doing a little bit different, but I thought it was another way to share. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. And you're, you're going at a hundred books. Okay. I don't know what I was thinking. See, this is what happens. I stopped podcasting. I had all this free time and, and then I started podcasting again. <laughs> it's like you walked away and came right back, right? I have a love-hate relationship. Gotcha. Gotcha. So tell me some of the things that you hate about podcasting. Let's keep it real. The time commitment you know, especially when you're doing interviews, people don't value your time. I think mm-hmm. that was one of the things that I got really discouraged about, um, well, a year or two ago, and that led to me stopping. And I remember, you know, like you select the schedule according to what I had available, and you didn't show up. And then people would message me and be like, "Oh, I'm ready now," and I'm like, "Well, no, your time, like your time, literally, your time is up." Like, you didn't even meet the window. (laughs) All of the time is up. And I don't care whether I'm sitting on my couch watching TV at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or if I have a day job or whatever the case may be, you didn't respect my time. And I have a problem with that. And I know it's one of those things where it's an individual, but then it's an accumulation. And I was like, you know, I just don't want to do it anymore. And I think that was the biggest thing for me at that time. And that's kind of why you moved into the solo, it sounds like. Yeah, so I started doing the solo shows. Um, I got a job. That definitely took up a lot of my time. And I'm surprised, to be honest, I'm surprised you had this Saturday spot available because it's hard to record or catch people in the evenings on the weekends, which was absolutely. So I was like, yeah, whatever. No, I've gotten to a place place in a space where it's like on the weekends, I I try to keep at least Saturday morning open, Mm -hmm. you know, because... You're right. Everyone has their different journey 
and entrepreneurship is not supposed to look just one way. Right. Sometimes people think, you know, and it was funny, I had a conversation with my grandmother and my grandma is an entrepreneur, 60 years, 70 years, <laughs> but she always had a day job. Like she had her day job and then she had a restaurant and then she had a catering business. So she always had like multiple revenue streams coming in. And I was just asking her questions about how she did it. And, you know, especially back in that time when it was like super races and like, <laughs> how are you getting catering jobs and, you know, a lot of good stuff. And she was like, you know what? It's not supposed to look just one way. Just get out there and do it the way it works for you and you'll be fine. And I was like, okay. Cause I was also kind of feeling bad. Like, okay, I'm not making the amount of money I want to make over here. So what are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> so it's always, you know, I always, like I said, to my point, keep a space on Saturday because I never know what's going on in someone else's life. And I just like to be available on that extra day, you know, so I'm glad you were able to hop on and talk a little bit about what you're going through and your podcast. And I, you know what, I'm going to raise my hand. I am one of those folks where I have missed a schedule or two, totally not on purpose. Um, but I also try to reach out right after that and just apologize. I don't wait three weeks later. <laughs> And then come back and go, oh, you know what? Yeah. I think, you know, that thing we are trying to do, let's do it. Right, right. So I totally, but I'm right there with you. I've had times when I've scheduled something with someone that even is, their brand even isn't as big as some of the other folks I've had on the podcast. And they were like, well, tell me how many downloads you got and how many listeners. And I just automatically go, you're not a good fit. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> I commend you. It's, it's, it's a lot. It is. It is. But you might find that the solo podcast is, is, your, is your groove and is your thing. Like you said, content is the game. And regardless of when somebody finds your uh, content now or later on, it could be so much value brought to you because you recorded that podcast two or three years and then they just now are catching up on it. I always like to say we're like hip hop artists. We're like rappers, right? Like we might get out there and put a song out, which is our content or episodes. And then it might not pop until later. And you're like, oh, why was y'all sleeping on it? Now you want to listen to it? And then all of a sudden you blow up. I love it. Right? I love right? it. I love it. <laughs> because your record, you know, sometimes it just takes a minute for people to catch up to your speed. And then all of a sudden it's blowing up and now people inviting you to mix with them and all that other stuff. So don't stop creating is this point I'm trying to make. So tell me the last question here. What would you like? And I think we kind of covered this already, but what would you like people to know about podcasting? Podcasting is a lot of work. It's a time commitment. It's a lot of moving pieces. And I encourage people to become a guest on someone else's show at least a dozen times before you decide to launch your own podcast. That's a great point. Now tell me a little bit more about why you think that's so important. Because people, when they hear this, they're like, oh, they're just talking. I, I have conversations with my friends and I want to interview people. And that's great, you know, to sit down for these 15, 45 minutes and chat. That's great, but then it's the expenses, which is, the expenses can vary, right? But the expenses are gonna be manageable. It's the recording, it's the editing, it's uploading, it's taking notes, it's setting it up on your website, it's setting it up to go through social media. Maybe you have graphics, maybe you don't. Uh, I've, been, I've been able to monetize my podcast because I manage other people's podcasts so I've been behind the scenes or a podcast producer and I've had clients who like, I don't know what I would do without you. And all they have to do is record. And it's still a struggle for them to record. And I'm like, I need you to create a schedule. You know, you need to create a recording schedule 
you need to create a system. <laughs> you need to put me in that system because I can't drop what I'm doing because you feel like releasing an episode today. Like it doesn't work like that. You know, just because you sent the episode to me last night doesn't mean I can get it up on Monday, you know? So it's a time commitment. It's beyond the recording. It is a time commitment. I love that. And we're getting this straight directly from a podcast producer. So I love that fact of it because I have someone that I just, yeah. And I'm, I'm totally that person. So I apologize. I'm so sorry. I love your transparency. <laughs> Look, I, you know, the one thing this podcast is, is very, very real and very open. Um, I don't, I don't believe in trying to put on a, a facade, um, which my co-host on one of my um, old like shows would always get on about me. No, you have to. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to. <laughs> But uh, thank you so much for talking a little bit about scheduling and editing and all that good stuff. And thank you so much for coming on. Tell us where we can find your podcast editing and find you. Yes. So if you go to my website, Michelle Gomez, that's N-G-O-M-E-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-N-G-O-M-E, michellegomez.com. I'm very fortunate to have a unique name. So you can Google it. You can follow me on Instagram for the cool stuff, Facebook for the real stuff, LinkedIn for the professional stuff. Oh, I love that breakdown. It's super cute. Thank you so much for coming on and getting digital with us, Michelle.